I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Welcome to another episode of The Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and God, Elton, can't you suck? <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and oh shit, you guys got coke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bevy of quotes, much like our first Wives Club episode, like it, they just keep coming in this movie. So many things in common with last week's First Wives Club, including the quintessential 90s-ness that we had uh, in a different way. I feel like the First Wives Club looked what like what the 90s did look like, and this week's movie, which of course is Clueless, is more of like just something that lives very specifically in 1995, you know? Yeah, it almost feels like the 90s in drag. You know what I mean? It's like this yes. amplified version of it, but like super campy, and I'm I, I'm obsessed. I'm so, I I was I was so glad. First of all, that we like kind of discovered that we never did this movie, and you had never talked about it. But this movie, speaking of like unlocking core memories and just like how much I forgot that I I really love this movie, and I think it's like it it. Should it joins the ranks of like something like Legally Blonde? I think like their sister movies. You know, obviously Clueless came out first, but um, I love it. I can't wait to talk about it. I totally agree. It's uh, watching this. There were just all of these micro moments where it was like, oh my, these these connections that were being made between what was happening in the movie and these moments that I had cataloged in my mind as a kid from watching it on TV or seeing it on HBO or whatever, like the tiniest details, like when, when they're at the party and Ty gets knocked out by the shoe and when she, when they take her over to the, the table in the kitchen, when she sits up and she knocks her head against the globe light, I always think about that. And I always thought as a kid, Oh, I bet that ball, the bulb was hot. And then I always think about how Elton holds it. I'm like, oh gosh, that ball must be so hot. And it just, I will, it was like, as soon as it came, I was like, oh my God, there's that bulb. She's going to hit it. It's really hot. And it, it was like riding a bike. I went right back to watching this and Whoa. seeing those details, you know? I, I agree. There's so many of those moments along the way for me as well. One thing I did find out, um, it's like listening to a song that you thought you knew the lyrics to, but uh -huh. don't. Uh -huh. Um, there's that line where um, Cher's dad, played by Dan, what are we going to go with? Hedaya? Hedaya. Hedaya works. Let's just Hedaya. go with Dan yeah. H. Um, yeah. When he, he's like, you mean to tell me you argued your way for, to a C minus, to an A, or whatever it was. And she's like, are you proud of me? And he said, honey, I, I couldn't be more proud if it was based on real grades. And I, I always heard that line differently. I thought it was like based 
B-A-S-T-E, like I'm basting a turkey on mm-hmm. real grays, G-R-A-Y-S. And I never looked it up because I didn't, we didn't have closed captioning back then. Or if I did, I didn't turn it on. And now I right. finally realize what he said and that it's a great joke. Uh, so just That's like, so funny. I, I but like none of that made sense in my mind when I watched. I was like, ah, oh, it's just some throwaway line. He's probably talking about food. I couldn't remember. But uh, yeah. right, like the like the expression. Oh, it's like based on real grays. You know, like it sounds like an expression for something. Like man, that looks as good as a based on a real gray. Yeah, and, it sounds like something yeah, stupid yeah. like that. Something that as a kid you just think, oh, that must just be a thing that like lawyers say. Yes, and yes, yeah. It's yes. I mean. To say nothing, I think, of the the cultural impact, the emotional impact, the spiritual impact. She's the mother I never had, the sister I never had. The the importance of the song Rollin' with the Homies. I oh, mean, yes. I don't even know. I'm sure it's a real song, but it's like it never occurred to me. Like That song doesn't exist to me outside of Clueless, you know? And Stand, so yep. mm-hmm. if I heard it just like on MTV, I'd be like, this is not correct without ty doing the little hands you know which i'm doing now as i'm saying it (laughs) yes exactly and just like all them sitting on that wall like rocking back and forth like so Mm -hmm. awkwardly but they had to get the shoe off somehow so i I get why they were doing it I, i totally agree this is kind of a tangent but i fully think that this should be a musical and i think it would be a great musical and I don't know if that's ever been like workshops or like whatever, but like I feel that Legally Blonde, like I on paper didn't really seem like a great idea. And I think that musical's incredible. I just feel like the world needs a clueless musical. So let's well, make that happen. Guess what, Mimi? They <gasps> did. They did? Okay, tell I mean, are you yeah. do you have it in front of you? Okay. I'm I'm Googling it. So I'm not coming to you with any expertise, but okay. uh it is a jukebox musical. And it, oh. uh, let's see, I know it's a jukebox, but oh, it features, okay, but hold on. It features songs like Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, Say oh, My Name by Destiny's okay. Child, Kids in America by Kim Wilde, and, and Beautiful Life by Ace of Base. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. That's, so that, that's a little better. Okay. Good, good, good. I yeah, mean, it makes okay. sense. It makes sense that it should be 90s covers. Right. There's no scrubs. There's Shoop. There's... Uh, supermodels in there, Barbie Girl, Groove is in the Heart. I, I mean, this is, uh, this is, uh, you know, listen, we've talked about musicals on this podcast, and I have not been the biggest friend to Dorothy when it comes to musicals. And let me tell you, this I'm excited by. Yeah, I feel like I'd be really into this. Um, right? Performances ran through 2019. Okay, I mean. The only thing I know about the, the cast or the original off-Broadway cast is the girl who played Cher, Dove Cameron, was a yes. guest judge on Drag Race this season. So, oh. So I guess she's somebody, but everybody she else? She is, yeah. She was on Schmigadoon. She right, was also, right. She was also a Clara in Light in the Piazza with um, Renee Fleming. It was a beautiful production. I don't know where it was, but she definitely oh has, like, Clara energy. She has a yeah. lot of, like... I feel like she's so young and has a, had a lot of work done. And I'm not going to, you know, there's nothing against that, too. But, like, I feel like she already is beautiful. And, like, you, especially in Schmigadoon, she was, like, a plastic doll. But a beautiful one. So uh, there's that. Right. Well, you know, and she played Cher once. So, Love uh, you, Dove. So you clearly were onto something. And yeah. I, I totally agree. I think 
I mean, that's a whole thing, right? Is like movies turned into musicals, you know, Beetlejuice and Mrs. Doubtfire and Tootsie. Well, I guess, was Tootsie a musical? I guess yes, it was like a. It was, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there is that weird thing of like, huh, you're kind of like, you're kind of taking it out of like its original atmosphere and like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like if you bring a certain food outside and it touches the air, then it gets kind of weird, like guacamole, you know? <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. I just watched a TikTok. I started following, too. I can't remember what his handle was, but it, it's like this guy. I'd say he's probably like in his mid-40s or maybe late 40s, and he just does these like hot takes on musical musical theater. And he was like, one thing that – like a hot take on like new Broadway musicals is that like we are giving – we're all these movie musicals that we're pumping out or like movies being made into musicals are it's like the th- like why they're not succeeding or like i guess why not all of them are succeeding is we're giving this music to characters that don't sing their souls don't sing the music mm. like it's like these characters mm-hmm. don't sing but like there are exceptions to that like i think of legally legally blonde and i'm like yes i think of this movie and it just like makes sense but i mean i shouldn't say this because i feel like it just like won a lot of Olivier awards, but Back to the Future, the musical. Like when I hear that, I'm like, do I need to oh. see Doc Brown do a number? You know, I don't. I mean, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the person to ask, so I should just shut up about it because I don't really know that movie so well. But um, yeah. But it's even if you don't know that movie, like just like we all know enough about it as like a a piece of pop culture that it's like Back to the Future, the musical. It's yeah. just like a, it's like, well, now now we're just turning anything into a musical. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like something. It's like, when are we going to do, you know, the Karate Kid, the musical? When are we going to yeah, do Three Ninjas, coming. the musical? You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, when are we gonna Three Ninjas. Ju- yeah. Right? Like, you know, uh, Little Giants, the musical. Don't you love that movie? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Icebox. Yeah. <laughs> Icebox. Oh, my God. Maybe Ed O'Neill will make a cameo. Oh, is he dead? No, he's not dead. Of course, no, he's he's not that. No, he's still alive. Uh, but yeah, you know, and, and maybe the trick to that is me. And and granted, I you know we could probably find the the cast recording, so to speak, of Clueless. But maybe what makes it something like Legally Blonde translate into a successful musical, other than like whoever did it, um, is it like movies like Clueless and Legally Blonde also don't really exist in reality. Like, they're, as you said, like, Clueless is, like, the 90s in drag. And, like, Legally Blonde is a movie in drag. Like, that character is a drag queen. And so what I think that seems to me like a bridge to the world of musicals is, like, okay, well, like, you're not going to tell me Sally Field and Mrs. Doubtfire is singing at Bridges, but, like, I will believe that Cher is singing in front of a fountain. You know what I mean? Yes. The I Love Josh reprise. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, right. I it's true. Like, even with Mrs. Doubtfire, I, I've never listened to the whole score, and maybe it's fabulous. I don't know. But I think Mrs. Doubtfire slash, like, Daniel is the only person in that movie that like, quote-unquote, sings, as we're talking about. Like, I, I can't mm-hmm. picture the kids doing a number. I can't like where I don't know, but it, it was made. So there's yeah. that. I feel like it Does closed. Lady I don't know. have I a solo. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, bus driver, you know, <laughs> he has a oh, solo. Oh, now if the bus driver gets like a, if he gets a moment, like a little about, soft number. Yeah. That a would little be soft cute. number. I like a natural, you know, and he has a little <laughs> soft shoe, you know? Yes, exactly. Uh, well, uh, anyway, uh, clueless, clueless. Ugh. This, I mean, this is so can you remember how this because obviously this is a a huge piece of our childhoods yeah you remember how how and where this appeared in in your childhood did you catch it on tbs did you 
get snuck into a theater? How did you see Clueless as a kid? That's a good question. I was thinking about this as I was watching it, and I think it was a lot of bits and pieces. And then eventually when I was old enough to kind of, uh, you know, maybe buy the VHS or uh, maybe on DVD. I don't think I've – maybe I've never owned it. But it's always sort of – I guess maybe the short answer is TV. I want to say that it was, and I remember instantly being drawn to it. I think Alicia Silverstone, Alicia, however you want to say it, is like, she's a star, and she's so magnetic and perfect in this movie. I like... My stomach, I like got butterflies in my stomach a couple times with like the way that she's sort of giving some face journeys and smirks, especially like in like the last act where she kind of like comes back down to earth a little bit. I just think she is so good. Give this, give her a Golden Globe, you know? Yeah, I, you know, I, and there's probably a reason and some of it may have been out of her control, but I always had this feeling of like, why isn't she... You know, why isn't she yeah. like Sandra Bullock level? You know what I mean? Like, why is Alicia or Reese so, Witherspoon? Like, I, yeah, or yeah, Reese yeah. Witherspoon for that matter. I, I just feel like she has such a weird career, and like, I mean, she's still working. She's been, you know, hell, she was in the twenty 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 one. Babysitters Club series for God's Ooh, sake, so nice, yeah. So I mean, like, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but like, she was also in. Uh, Kyle Richards' one season show about her childhood, American Woman. Um, oh, all right, Which Kyle. I get to see Kyle talk about for a couple of seasons. But I don't know. I guess it, it still just feels like, you know, I remember after Clueless came out, I remember feeling like, oh, okay, what's she going to be in next? And it was like, then she was in Batman and Robin. And then she was like, I remember Excess oh, Baggage. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell was that? And I remember that. I was like, why is she in a trunk? And then she was in Blast from the Past. And I just feel like she was in a bunch of bombs back, up, back yeah. to back. That stinks. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure she made a lot of money from Clueless and like probably just had like a family and maybe was still hoping to have a career. But yeah, like you said, it was just kind of bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, I mean, you know, but and maybe she's just a working actor. You know what I mean? Like some people also are yeah. like, well, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to have to go to all these premieres because it's like, again, I look at her IMDb and it's like, but she really never stopped working. Yeah. And I'm sure some of these movies, I mean, she had a she was on this, you know, animated series for two years. Uh, it, Brace face. You know, I feel like she she's probably not poor. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely not. So maybe she probably has like over- a hot husband, you know. Oh my God! We should look that up. Let's see who. Let's see who her. Oh my God! What if he's dead? Um, <laughs> oh my God! You look like you're dead. Um, so she <laughs> is divorced from Christopher Jarecki. Let's see if he has a picture. Uh, he does not, but I bet he's hot. I could just tell. Oh wait, he's in some pictures. Hold on. All right, folks, this is important. Well, he's wearing some douchey sunglasses. No, yeah, he he's like, not he looks hot. Like, he's... Uh, Dax Shepard had a baby with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he's not hot, folks. He's not hot. Yeah, who is this guy? Yeah, some some jamoke. Anyway, uh, yes, I think it is important to start with Alicia Silverstone because she is obviously the movie just like rides on her on her shoulders. And yeah, I think particularly with this movie, it's like it's kind of like a drop dead gorgeous, for example, or like um, illegally blonde, even where it's like Mm -hmm. there is a very specific tone that like if it if the actors aren't clued into it or if they aren't carrying it through consistently it starts to fall apart you know what i mean oh yeah i mean i think like the i think it's a really hard line to toe also and i would say maybe even with i love the brought up drop dead gorgeous cuz i do feel like they're all under the same umbrella but like you have to have someone who's um perky enough but also not like 
not like, oh my God, I can't take any more of her. But there's something, and I think maybe it's just because, like we're saying before, like the, this, the tone is set at the beginning of the movie. We know that this is not real. So like we're able to sort of just go along for the ride. There's so many people that I want to talk about. And I feel like if we were to rank them, which I did not do, so don't worry, no, no surprises there. But if we were okay. to rank them, I... My number one is probably not surprising, but I think my number two BSA of this movie might be surprising. So, yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if we picked up on something. And and this is no, you know, if we didn't, we didn't. But it was something that I was very surprised by this time around. Of Like, I love you. But we'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Did you have that experience with anybody where you're like, I did. Did you? Did you love anyone more this time than you remembered loving in the past? Absolutely. And it's kind of, I, I did make a ranking just in case, because I know we didn't really talk about it, but like, um, I have a lot of men on my list, to be honest. Like, as much as the uh-huh. women in this movie are killing it, um, I think it's just, it's important to name some of these queens as well, too. But I, I don't know where to go from there. Where, where do we go? What do I do? What do I say? So what do I do well you bring up a really important word and i have to just ask are we are we prepared to maybe shortlist dan hedea as a queen for the westons yes okay because i was really feeling absolutely yes especially dan get in here (laughs) dan get in here i laughed every time i i just every time and like watching this um you know watching it again i mean I'm just going to say it. He's he's the one. He is the one that I watched again. And I, and I think it's because of last week. And I think uh-huh. it's just like all this nostalgia just wrapped in a perfect little, you know, bundle. I just think he's so good. And I read on IMDb that this is one of his favorite projects that he's ever done. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I said out loud, I was like, Queen Dan, it's official. Oh, that makes me feel good. Good. I felt the same way. I was just like, he is just so funny in this. And like, is, is to me, I, you know, having watched this as a kid, you know, like the things that you hold on to, there was so much about about Mel that like stuck out to me, you know, like yeah. the we've talked about. I mean, you know, we'll talk about the sandwiches, but I mean, Ugh. I things that have stayed implanted in my brain are like when Josh and and Cher get you know some really delicious takeout for everyone who's uh, you know working late at the house, and then there's like the aerial shot of like the crowded table, and then it stops on on Mel picking up a sandwich and going mmm meat, and I always think about <laughs> that sandwich. I'm like, what's it on looks that sandwich? So good. It just it looks like a like what? It's like thick. There's something there. So. Um, like, oh, God, what if it was barbecue chicken? Oh and then Cher takes it away. It's like, I felt like it was being taken away from me. I... Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, Daddy, no, you know you can't eat this. And I was like, let the man eat. He's a queen. Let him yes. eat what he wants. Yeah. Ugh, I just think he's perfect. He was great. And, you know, speaking like things that I realized this time that I had never picked up in the past, because obviously we know him as like, Jack, get in here. And like, just being a real asshole. Yeah. And, or not an asshole. I take that back. He's a queen. I take that back. Just yeah. being a bit of a, a you know, a, a, a tough guy. Yes. But when, what's his name? When Christian uh, mm-hmm. stops at the house, that was initially where Mel became like, I was like, Oh, I love you because Mel represented how I felt about Christian. And yeah, because he's, I mean, we'll get to Christian, but, like, I loved when he was, like, what did he say? Like, 
What did you think? The death of Sammy Davis Jr. left a gap in the Brat Pack? Like, I just loved yes. it. Was like, like, who the fuck are you? What is this? Like, I just loved how he wasn't buying any of it. That all happened. Cher and Christian leave. And then there's this sweet little scene <gasps> between Josh and Mel. I know exactly where you're going, yes. Right? And Josh is like, hmm, I think I should go with her. And, and Mel's like, if you want to go, sure. And it's like the first time we've seen Mel very reasonable. And he's like, if you want to go, you go. And he's like, are you sure? I mean, I could stay here. I could be, you know, I'm good. I don't need you. You can go. Like, he's just, and then he's like, okay. All right, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, you go. And he's like saying it after Josh leaves. And then he looks and he gives a little I that was oh it was the moment and it was that little moment that that's like to me that is other than the fact that it was two men and not two women that little scene is like the perfect example of what I mean when I say micro moment you know what I mean it's such a little scene it's 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 sort of inconsequential to the movie but in and of itself it's really special you know yeah, I, I'm I'm a sucker for a knowing glance or a knowing smile, and especially when mm-hmm. it's just like not really to anyone specifically. I mean, it's to Josh, but he's already out of the frame at that point. I just, I love you, Mel. Love you. For for anyone who doesn't know, when we say queen, we're not just saying oh he's a queen. If for, if for some reason you don't know, we have an award show on this podcast called The Westons, where yes. you know we we right the wrongs of people who aren't getting the recognition they deserve, and it's really just kind of a summation of performances that we've talked about over the previous year and categorizing them and you know blah 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 throwing a party for ourselves but uh (laughs) i was gonna say every year but we've only done it once so far but we have a very special section where we have a where we induct male queens into Mm -hmm. a hall of fame so stanley tucci uh john goodman anthony hopkins yes to name a few absolutely name a few wasn't there someone else that we? Oh, oh, Philip Bosco. He's going to be oh, in next year. Philip Bosco. Phillip I love Bosco. all these '90s queens. Like yes. I, I feel like this is a great subcategory of queens. Yes, absolutely. Like, I, I think we need to figure out what we need to do to get Brian Dennehy on the list. <laughs> <gasps> do I know who this man is? Why does do that you sound not? So oh, I, I love him. Oh, I, you might look him up. You might know him. Okay, He's Brian? such a he was the dad in Tommy Boy. That's how I know him best. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also on he's an episode great. of 30 Rock, too. Yeah, he's been around. Uh-huh. I he's like great. that energy. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So we gotta figure out how we can like find a movie he's in with some BSAs so that he can be nominated as a queen as well. Great. Love that. Love that. Well, and you know, and, and while we're kind of talking about Mel, and you know, that does bring us, of course, also to Paul Rudd in one of his very first movies as Josh looking exactly the same as he does today. I think he drank a magic potion or something. It's really crazy. It really, and he looks even better almost today. Like I, he is like such a dreamboat in this movie, but like, I just, you know, mid forties, almost 50 Paul Rudd. Like, absolutely. Well, yeah. Fun mom dinner, Paul Rudd. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I melt. I mean, you know, I had a I had a boyfriend once who looked and this isn't a brag because I wasn't it, it's a longer story, but we're not together anymore. <laughs> but he he had a face very similar to Paul Rudd to the extent Ooh. in which now when I see Paul Rudd, I see my ex and it's like oh, and my and he's a very nice guy. It just, you know, you get a foot, you get a shoe and sometimes I don't fit, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so I um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, I pull, I pull Paul Rudd types. So no big deal. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a great choice. <laughs> you know, he's choice. no Brian Dennehy, you know, but 
Um, and you know, so he, the thing with Josh, Paul Rudd's lovely in this movie. He's very, you know, there's there's that whole genre that I think Clueless is kind of tapping into with with Josh and his world. There's this world of like earlier '90s college early 20s like reality bites singles pcu uh there's other you know there's these movies sure. that like i feel like ethan hawks in most of them you know yeah and it's you know and i just feel like paul th- that's that's a world i'm fascinated by is that like the the portrayal of college in the 90s in movies you know yeah everyone was just like a granola sort of you know, Lilith Fair going, you know what I mean? Sort of vibe. People are intellectuals. Like, I don't, like, no offense, college kids listening, but, like, I don't think of, I've been to college. I don't think of college as, like, it's just people having intellectual conversations all the time. They Mm -hmm. happen, but more and more, I like, the way that they're portrayed here, I, I just, it's so formed what I thought college was. And, like, the level of like adult that it felt like it was over high school. And it's just so funny. Now in my thirties, I look at college and I'm like, babies, it's just like one big incubator full of little chickens, you know? Oh yeah. Sometimes when I'm driving through like Pittsburgh, like through Pitt's campus downtown Mm -hmm. and I'm just like looking at everyone, I just want to shout out the window. Like you have so much ahead of you. You don't even know. (laughs) And they just like cart me away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. But like, it's, I feel like people are looking younger than ever. It's just, it's weird to me. But uh, yeah, Paul Rudd, I just think he, I do love that. Like speaking of someone else, like his character isn't, I don't want to say it's not written to be likable, but I, I think like him and Elisa Silver, Silverstone have so much chemistry. I think that's like part of the success. It's like, how could you not with her in a way? I feel like a lot of it is her, but obviously him too. Um, I just am always sort of rooting for them. And I love like the like them just like vegging out on the couch with like a bowl of Cheetos. Like just I want to be like in between them and just like chilling with them. Oh, that scene. <clears throat> I think that's where I fully fell in love with Cher is when he was criticizing her for watching cartoons. And she goes, that's Ren and Stimpy. And I was like, of course, they're existential. Like, of course Cher would have an appreciation for Ren and Stimpy. And I just thought that was so sweet. And I do, I think they have great chemistry. And it is, they have to actually have, like, superhuman levels of chemistry to overcome the fact that, like, I still can't get over the, stepbrother stepsister thing and they and i because yeah. maybe that's because the way i saw it as a kid I, I didn't understand the extent to which they were I, I never really i guess saw this the the moment in the beginning when they're like you know mel was married to josh's mother really shortly five years mm-hmm. ago they're barely stepbrothers and like they kind of shoehorn in how like much they're not related but i still couldn't fully shake it by the end i was like oh they're kissing <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering why that was a choice because I feel like you could have easily like very easily had him just be like one of Mel's interns that's just been around and like she gets annoyed with him but like has always sort of been a big brother type. He's always been around the house but they're not step siblings. I feel like that could have been avoided. Yeah, I mean, like I I don't know to what extent this parallels Emma, but I also feel like well they clearly changed a few things from Emma. So they probably could have changed this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know Emma well at all, at all. So I, 
you know, there's that. But uh, yeah, I just feel like if they wanted to, they possibly could have. But I don't. I mean, what are you gonna do now? But still, it's like they they try to write it in a way. I think there is even a line. It's like, well, my mom's already been remarried four times or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like pretty far down the line of step siblings, but they're still step siblings. So it's it's just a thing there. Yeah. Um. I don't really know Emma is either, but I. And I kind of want to see it just because just to kind of see how they parallel. But then when I think of Emma, I think of the poster for the 1996 version of Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. And I just looked it up to confirm if the cataloged image in my head was correct. Does have you ever? Do you know anything about this? Have you ever? I seen could this picture poster? a bow and arrow. That's what immediately yes! comes to my mind. Yes. Yep. yes. Oh my god! Thank you. Because that that oh my god, I'm so glad I asked because that was <laughs> that was the same. I was like. For some, I, I know she has a blow, bow and arrow. She's got one eye closed. She's got a little smirk on her face. And I know that there's critics blurbs that say four stars, two thumbs up. And yes, sure yes. enough, there it is. And I was like, God damn, I can't believe my brain, the stupid, the, the important things that it has let go over the decades, but it won't let go of the Emma poster. Yeah, it's it's just in my head. I agree. There's yeah. just certain images. And then and what I, I mean, well, let me collect my thoughts there. Another thing is that um, they came out with the newer Emma in 2020 with Anya Taylor-Joy. And what I think is probably like sure to be like a great BSA performance is Miranda Hart as Miss Bates. Like even from that trailer alone. I oh, I mean. Right. I did see that. Uh-huh. Yes. And I because I, she's hysterical in it, too. But I, I would love to maybe put that on my own personal list. I think, uh, you know, because I, I love both of those women. So I think that would be fun. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch Goop. Yeah, you know, and it's like even that poster, even that look on her face with the bone arrow. I'm like, ugh, what do you, what do you, 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 you little stinker? What are you doing? You be, I just, yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's fine. anyway. Yeah. yeah, this is an irrational response to something probably completely innocuous and probably a very cute movie, but I, I just like to plant a flag in the ground and say I'm home. So. <laughs> You know, it's, while we're on the topic of <clears throat> of other men, I think mm-hmm. it is at least worth also mentioning Jeremy Sisto as Elton. Please, absolutely. Like, how do you know him? How, how does he exist for you other than this movie? I am about to IMDb him right now, but I guess if I was to answer that question before looking at IMDb, I only know him from this movie. Unless he has, like, slipped under the radar and just, like, doesn't look like himself now, and maybe I've seen him in other things. But I I only know him from this. How about you? Well, certainly this was, you know, uh, my early introduction to him. But I guess other than that, like, Six Feet Under, I think he plays Rachel Griffith's brother in that. And so that stands out to me. Um, Yes, he played Billy. And so that sticks out to me. But the thing is, like, I feel like I've seen him over and over and over again. And I'm like, why why does Jeremy Sisto feel feel so ubiquitous? Why does it feel like he's in everything? When it's like, I've probably seen him in three things. That's interesting. I have the opposite. I'm looking at his IMDb. He was in Wrong Turn, a movie I actually did see. <gasps> oh, was he was in Wrong of. Turn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe you um, saw that. I know. I think it was like in high school and, I, and my friends made me go and I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, I he looks like like Timothy Chalamet's older brother. You know what I mean? He has that mm-hmm. Chalamet 
charm and sensibility and like the jawline too. I think he's super hot in this movie. Like I know he's a, a pig, but like I will say this. The kisses that they shared during class, I if if I did not not that I'm on Elton's side at all. You should always have permission. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like the kisses that they were doing in the classroom, I was like, there's, I don't, I can see why he thought they were more than just friends. I will say that. That being said, of course, uh, that, that wasn't the case uh, in that famous scene with the Aliyah dress. But I do love his voice. I love his oh. like, speaking voice, his singing voice. I think he is, I mean, he's like a different looking kind of guy, but I think he's so hot. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. He's so hot. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Jeremy Sisto, yeah, just feel, he also just feels to me like, like a fixture of the 90s, like someone who just, if I were, if someone were to say, oh, who were like actors who were in 90s movies, I'd say, oh, somewhere within the first five or seven names, I would say Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, definitely the vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. He seems tall, too. I like that. He does. Maybe, oh, maybe IMDb. IMDb might tell us. Hold on. Don't look it up. I'm going to let you I'm gonna see if I can find it, and then I it seems will. seems like it'd be like 6'2". Okay, 6'2". Jesus, you're right on. <gasps> I promise I didn't look. I promise. Wow. 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 Wow, <laughs> Do Bethany. you want to hear it? Wow, Bethany. Wow. Uh, also, I love that his father's name is Dick Sisto. <laughs> that That's sounds a like name. a drag name. Right? Dick Sisto. Yeah. Um, and I guess there maybe his mother's name is Reedy Gibbs. Reedy Gibbs and Dick Sisto. I love that. that is a, yeah. It pops. So, yeah. Yeah. My my assumption is, oh, yeah, he grew up in California. He just, he seems like, yeah, he's a West Coast kind of guy. Yeah, he has um, a lot of charm. Even when he's like, when Ty hits her head on that light and he's like, he, like the way he kind of coaxes her back out to the dance floor. Right. And sings. Ugh, I'm just like, I would go anywhere with him. I know. Oh, that little car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, Jeremy Sisto. Well, you know, let's just get all these men out of the way. Is yeah, that all I was right? going to say, I love this. Yeah, I love where this yeah. is going. Uh, so he, here's the one. I mean, Donald Faison's there. He's, I think he's fine. He, he's, he wouldn't be on my list, but I think he's very funny. Um, I think he, I think that ho- the freeway scene with Cher and Murray and Dion, I think is one of the funniest scenes. I laughed so hard during that scene. And did not expect it, and I because I'd seen it before, but I think he really shines in that scene. Otherwise, yes. I think he's fine. Yeah, I honestly, I I felt the same. I know we're only talking about the men, but like him and Stacy Stacy Dash, I do think have a lot of chemistry. But like, I think Stacy Dash, like Dion, was not as like funny and cool as I remember her being. And I know that like mm-hmm. she's, I feel like she's been canceled. Who hasn't these days? But like, and I don't really know anything about it, but I was like, oh, you're not as funny as I remember you being, but I'm, you know, she's, she's there and her outfits are incredible. And she has like a couple one-liners, but the freeway thing is great. Her in that little like doily cap. I love that. Yeah. And I just, everything about like, I think that's where the movie that is already kind of like an exaggeration just like turns it up to like a 27. And I think it's such a great joke about like driving on the freeway in LA. It's such a great way to tell that joke. But yes, I agree with you. I did. I, I actually, I felt like there were so many scenes where it sounded like she was like her voice was being 80 yard in. Like it just it oh. felt like kind of removed. And, and I don't like, I don't feel like I need to try to find like, you know, the roses for Stacey Dash. Cause yeah, she is like a Fox news Trump loving, you know, uh, and whatever politics are one thing, but I feel like she's like also just like 
you know, talk about like planting your flag on the ground and saying I'm home. I think she's really dug her heels in on some like stupid yeah, ideas. Hot so issues. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stacy, period. <laughs> I'm done with you. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's a it's <laughs> a punctuation joke, folks. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm happy to just say Deanna Murray. God bless you. But yeah. here's here's someone uh, who this is my oh, I fell in love, is Meyer as Travis. I'm so glad because next to Dan, Dan H., I think uh-huh. that he was he was like almost my top three yeah. for like BSAs of this movie. I think, go on, sell it. Well, he's like sell my top to two. He's oh, my top two. nice. Dan was my he's... top two. Yeah, okay, great, uh-huh. go on. Yeah, so great. I like the reference because Dan could easily also be. So I think I feel like, Everyone is represented here. I think that he is so he is so pitch perfect in this movie. He is almost the most perfect in this movie in terms of the tone and the world and the character and how like how he factors into it. I think he is like without overplaying it, I think he's like a, such a great example of what a supporting character does in a movie. Yeah, speaking of like just another sort of stock character that could easily just be like the burnout guy, you know what I mean? I feel like he has layers, which is like so interesting that he kind of like turned his turn himself around and uh, you know, really and that Ty was able to kind of see through all that at the beginning and you know, yeah. I mean, go Travis. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the skateboarding well, the skateboarding Woo! scene oh my god this I cringe every time I don't know why her cheering makes me like want to crawl under the bed I don't know that whole but scene I, I the whole it. skateboarding scene makes me want to cringe like the music in the skateboarding yes. scene like every time someone would start doing a thing on it there'd be like this weird like guitar thing that would start be like and it would be like the start <laughs> of a song and I was like oh god this is so this is so 90s. Yeah, uh, yes, you know, yes. I can smell it. Um, but he is, yes, he indeed is the stoner burnout of the class, but he's so sweet. And when the, the scene where he and Ty are in the lunch line and she's showing him her drawings, like oh. and he's showing her the stickers on a skateboard, that is like the one of my favorite scenes in the movie. They are so funny together. They like – such perfect chemistry. Those those characters and those actors just work together so well. Oh, yeah. They would both get, like, featured actor and actress Tony Awards for the musical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, totally. But it's true. It's like there's something so natural about them in that lunch line where she's just like, the way that Brittany Murphy just is like, yeah, yeah there's one. She's just, like, flipping through her book, and he's just like, wow, you, wait, you, you did all this? Like, it's so perfect and so yeah. cute. Yeah. Ugh. And I, I, that was the love story I was rooting for the most. Yep. Uh, I just, I was like, oh, please let this work out. You two are so cute together. So, um, so yeah, he is really like someone I always remembered and that I always kind of appreciated. But like, yeah, there's a sweetness about him that there's even this one moment, and maybe I read into it, but there's the scene after Ty has her near death experience and she's telling everybody the story and the like the Yes. You know, at, at the, the patio. In the courtyard. Scene. Yep. The courtyard, yes. And he, you know, tries you know, comes up to talk to her and then like she shoots him down, like, Oh, don't all the whatever, the burnouts or whatever hang out over on the hill, whatever Ugh. it is. Some some, you know, lingo that I'm not gonna I don't remember. But the Lodies. Like, the Lodies. The Lodies, the yes. Lodies. And he has this like hurt look, and I feel like he exchanges a glance with Cher. Yes. Yes. Of, like, huh, like what the fuck? Like it was just like 
Oh, I so there's also that. There's also the Cher and Travis connection. Like when she's working at doing the food donations and he shows up, they have such a cute scene together there. Like he has such great chemistry with these girls. Yeah, with everyone. That's one of my like. I mean, that because that's like, you know, the last act of Cher where she like turns it around a little bit and puts, you know, puts the credit card down, so to speak, and starts like uh, helping out, I guess. So when she says or he's like, I've started this like program and all this stuff. And he, she and he's like, and it's like, I can't remember how many steps or whatever. She's like 12. And he's like, yeah, how did you know? And, and the way that she says lucky guess and smiles, my stomach turns every time. I, I'm just like in love with her. I think that yeah. she like that half sort of smile and the way her, her hair falls. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm attracted yeah. to Alicia. I, I can't. Oh, I just think she's yeah. so hot and so cool. <laughs> she's so hot and she's so cool. Alicia Silverstone is the Eileen Davidson of <laughs> Hollywood other than Eileen Davidson Uh, but she is she's just so charming and I just I think the two of them you know I just I completely buy as these like you know um these Beverly Hills kids you know like it's just like ugh. so so Breckenmeyer I mean watch out Weston's I might try to get him on on a list not as a queen just as yeah I think we need to yeah yeah where does Um, he fit we'll figure it out figure out yeah figure that out because I just he he really resonated. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought him up. I mean, we would have talked yeah. about him anyway, but I love that he, you know, it yes, took him to he, the next level. Yeah, he's he's not just somebody. He's somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I can't believe we spent so much time on men, but I, I think we do have to talk about Justin Walker, and we do have to talk as gay men who grew up with this movie. We have to talk about Christian and, like, Mm-hmm. Did so seeing this when you were younger, the idea of him being gay, all like how how did that read to you? What did that ping for you? Anything? I don't think it ever really like, especially on the first watch, for sure. Like a lot of things went over. Even like when um, Travis like had his bong at like the rummage sale uh-huh. there at the end. I was yeah. like, I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, I remember you know as most gay men could probably uh, also like. Uh, what am I trying to say, agree with, uh, is that, like, I remember feeling things. I remember him. He's so specific. I feel like, you know, a lot of t- I feel like you've talked about it on All Right, Mary, or even here, like, as far as, like, gay face. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, uh-huh. And I, I just feel like, I mean, the way that they introduce him, he comes in like he's, you know, out of a soap opera. And I feel like he's this little, like, shrimp of a guy. But at the same time, I loved how he dressed and I loved how he moved. Some of his lines are incredibly stupid. <laughs> like, But there is some, like, there is a couple, like, the way that he says Duchess really, like, made me a little woozy, like, in, in a good way. Um, and then, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, I guess, but, like, eventually you find out he's gay. But even, like... I mean, we've all been there where you're like dodging your girlfriend in high school if you have mm-hmm. one and like the fear, like I would have never went to the bedroom. You know what I mean? I would have been like, let's stay on the couch. But I, I think he thought that she knew maybe. What about you? It, Yeah, I mean, that's a great question is like, because I, I, watching it when I was younger, I mean, I remember it was like, I was looking at this point, I was looking for anything that would tell me what it meant to be gay or what you were supposed to do if you were gay or how how are you supposed to live your life or dress or act or talk or what did gay people do, you know? And it's so weird to, like, use Clueless as some 
re- like real example for you know and so the things that really stood out to me i mean other than like the the spartacus scene which wasn't a joke that i understood at the time but i uh sporadicus i I didn't catch that the first time no i was like ugh. okay yeah yeah and so like i i think it before that when they're at the big party um with the mighty mighty boss tones yes um at the very end when he's just like dancing by himself and like share entire like conking out on a box somewhere that always stuck out to me as like oh is that a thing gay men a gay man would do is he would just dance all night like i kept trying to understand why he was doing that and like now i might read that as like oh maybe he's on molly you know what i mean like yeah he's on drugs you know what i mean but and maybe it's not that at all but i just i i just found details like that it was just like oh huh i wonder if that's a gay thing but yeah go on go on anyway i the you know what i took away this time was that christian is absolutely insufferable yeah until he comes out or until not he doesn't even come out she till Cher figures it out and like you know shifts gears and then he saves ty's life and he's kind of yes. a decent human being and then we never really see him again but um but that was kind of an interesting – I don't know if that was intentional, but I thought that was an interesting thing that, like, yeah, there was something so performative and fake and stupid about him when he was trying to play, like, whatever in-the-closet character he was playing. But once he could just, like, queen out and go shopping with Cher, he eased up, and he was just himself. And, like, I don't know. Then I I, I forgave Christian and all of his, like, out-of-date lingo, you know? Like, cause some of his lines are terrible. Terrible. Like, get this. They're charging for brewskis, and he's like, oh. that little like, s- like a squeak he makes. I'm like, God, I would hate delivering this line. So, but like, yeah, when like Mel meets him, I'm like, oh yeah, you suck, Christian. Like, you're a nightmare. I would not want you dating my daughter either. It's such a relief when Mel calls him out. It's like, yes. oh thank God. I was just afraid that this was like a Juno situation, and we were validating this. And what it makes me think of, and that this does take us a bit to that party, is like. In the 90s, wasn't there like a, there was like, you know, like the Mighty Buddy Bostones and like Brian Setzer Orchestra. There was kind of like a re, like a big band 40s kind of style. Didn't it kind of come back in some way in the 90s? Maybe it was just the music, but I feel like Christian represents that like, that thing that was happening in the 90s. He does dress well. Like, I think everything he wears is perfect. <laughs> like, he look yeah, he looks great. It's just it's so performative. He looks like Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But uh but also like kind of a, you know, uh if it can't get Jason Priestley. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, very yeah. Jason Priestley type. Yeah. He's yeah. he's dreamy. I mean, I think I was crushing on him and and I didn't know why and even like you know, when she starts like playing footsie with him on the bed too, I was just like, "What what's happening here?" And even when like Murray tells Dion and Cher like what's actually going on. It's like I guess I recognized what that meant, maybe, but I don't think I did. Especially the first couple watches, I think that did go over my head. I did like that when Murray reveals that Christian's gay. Like, there's no panic about it. There's no disgust. It's just like, oh God, I'm so dumb. I didn't see it at all. And then it's no big deal. Like. Even I feel like Murray's not, like, mocking him for being gay. He's laughing at them for not being able to tell that he was clearly gay. Yeah. And, you know, especially in the 90s, 
you know, little things like that made a difference. It was so easy to be like homophobic in the 90s. It was so easy. Oh, yeah. And then I this is like, I guess, before like the dawn of the metrosexual. You know what I mean? Like that word sure. being thrown around. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, I don't know when that really started too, but like, yeah, I I do love Dion. She's like, Cher, he does like to shop. <laughs> like just like putting it all together. That's probably her best line is, Cher, he does like to shop. It's, and the boy uh, can dress. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. The only other man that we haven't, there's, well, there's two men we haven't talked about. I, I can't believe an episode full of men, and then we're going to get played off. I, I can see it's going to happen. <laughs> um, obviously, Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn plays Wallace Shawn in every movie, and he's of lovely. Of course. He's like you a know, little turtle. So Love him. He's a little turtle. I'm always happy to see him. But, and this was something that never, I had no memory of until I saw it this time, and I was like, maybe this is a root. So towards the very end of the movie... Josh and Cher are helping one of Mel's coworkers and he gets pissed at Cher about like mixing up files and calls her a dumb kid and he oh, so criticized them and yeah. he's so he has monkey qualities. Yeah, he's he, sort of yes, go on, go he on. He is if he grew a beard, I'm t- and actually there's a picture of him on IMDb with a bit of facial hair and I'm like, "Yep." Yep. He is. We've talked now just for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. He I I have a type, you know, I like the more a guy has a bit of a simian quality. And Eli Roth is always a great reference point. <laughs> um, but, you know, Ben Stiller and Zoolander is not terribly far off. Uh, but this guy, his name is Josh Lozoff, Lozoff. Um, he's married. Uh, but, yeah, he especially in this movie is so hot. He's so mean. He has like one scene towards the end. And. Uh, and I just was like, oh, I love this man. So yeah. uh, I just needed to, to throw it. He commits, he commits yeah. to it. And he's just so hot in that suit. Yeah, that 90s suit. I, I'm yeah. into it. I want that him to like, yell at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I try to play footsie with him under the table. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I think 50 minutes in, that brings us to some ladies that we need Ugh, to talk about. Please. Who do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I do want to give just because this is sort of like in my honorable mentions list. Um, a shout out to Elisa Donovan who plays Amber, and I because mm-hmm. I feel like even though it's such a small role, she does crack me up. Like she is popular in her own right, but like she's not, and like she's kind of in with like Sharon Dion, like because they're in that photo shoot together. Summer as well. I'll throw into this um, summer with that like that like blow mold Santa or no, it was a, oh yeah, a snowman yeah, I love party. That. Yeah, I would dare to say that Amber, Elise Donovan, Elisa. Excuse me, Elise. I always thought it was Elise. Is it? It's Elise. It could have been. Oh it could have been. I don't know. I did I it autocorrect? It Maybe on my notes. No, I don't know. I always thought it was Elise. On I'll my look life. it up so as you talk. Is, yeah, it's Elisa. I'm looking at it right now in Clueless, but uh, in Clueless in IMDb. Who's clueless now? But uh, <laughs> I would venture to say that Elisa Donovan, this might be a big statement. I think she might be the Anna DeVere Smith of Clueless. Oh, yes. She, am I right? So, and reference point, Anna DeVere Smith in Rachel Getting Married, and she is like the namesake for like featured supporting characters who, who the movie is not about. And they don't really have any dedicated scenes, but in other ways, they are so much filling in the gaps of this movie. And every time they're on screen, they're 
there there's an impact and i think amber like that was one of my other big takeaways amber is not that big of a role you know and it's not yeah, no i think of her on the same way that i think of dion in terms of like her presence in this movie oh yeah the line that i will always laugh at is where she's like hello was i the only one listening i thought it reeked <laughs> Oh, I love that. And that red thing. Yeah. Yes. Her outfits are like just as crazy. And like she steals and doesn't steal, but like she wears what like Cher wears. I just love she's like one of the first girls to be like whatever and do like the W. And I thought that was mm-hmm. so cool. I was like, oh, to be Amber. She is. I just I think the way that she functioned in this movie is so she and Breckenmeyer, I think, are his role is slightly bigger than hers. Yeah. But, I think they are doing such heavy lifting in terms of creating and maintaining this world. Yeah, she pops in just enough. And, like, she's, like, out on the dance floor dancing with Elton. Like, I just – I really like Amber a lot. Oh, that reminds me of that at the party. That was always a thing that stuck with me is the way that she kind of dances in that tutu with Elton. She kind of bounces in it. Oh, yeah, it's so cute. You know? Yeah. And then that's where Cher says, oh, she's a total Monet. Yeah, and she is the that, Monet. And that's that stuck with me as well. I was like, oh my God, calling someone a Monet. It was such a as a young gay, I was like, that's a read. Ugh, I love it. I don't know what a yes. read is, but I love it. <laughs> She's great. She really is. She is. You know, uh this is just a a, a, a a funny coincidental mention, but I I do love Lucy. I do love when she runs away screaming when when uh, Mel comes down the stairs yes. in the beginning of the movie. Yes. But fun fact, that actress, Aida Linares, played uh, Cynthia's maid in the First Wives Club. Oh, my God. Stucker That's Channing's maid. That's wild. Necklace too, <gasps> right? Oh, my God. Yeah, she plays. So she was. I think she was in that. Like right before this, she was just you know knocking them out in the early. Yeah, 90s we need to and... find. We need to like just research her IMDb and see oh, how many times she was. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. In in 1986, she was in the movie Heartburn, which I've seen uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl, that's a, that's yeah. a good movie. I like that. Movie. I've not seen um, it. You you did an episode of the on All Right Mary, right? I think was it was it an early. No, Mary's I don't episode? think we no? did Heartburn. Oh. Though now I feel like. Was it Postcards from the Edge? I can't remember. Either way. No, I don't know what it was, but in any event, that movie is full of women. That's got Gene Stapleton. No, Maureen Stapleton. Oh, my God. Uh, Then uh, Aida was in the movie Cookie in 1989, which, much to my delight, I've never seen it, but it does have Brenda Vaccaro in it in a sizable role, as well as, I think, Diane Weist. Diane Weist and Brenda Vaccaro in the same movie. Anyway, I got to – yeah. Yeah, you need to look And Ricky that. Lake. <gasps> and Joy Behar. <laughs> Your gasp. <laughs> that sounds delightful. We might do Cookie at some point. Cookie. Terrible. What's it about? Oh, God, I know. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like it's like a mafia comedy. Um, okay. Gotcha. But anyway, yeah. So otherwise, she was in Regarding Henry. She played Rosella. She was in one episode of Law and Order. She played Lucy. She played Teresa in the First Wives Club. And then in 1997, she played Jamila in a movie called U-Turn with Sean Penn and Jennifer Lopez, which is another thing from my childhood that sticks out, is like the ads for U-Turn. It just looked like this dirty movie that was like too old, too adult for me. Do you remember U-Turn at all? Oh, I was going to say, I've not even heard of this. I don't even know. it, It almost feels like, why were they showing commercials for this movie on television? But Salacious. Yeah. So anyway... 
That's I, I'm so glad. I just I think it's very important that we covered the career of Aida Linares on this. Podcast. I'm glad we did. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. Who else is doing that? No yeah. one. You got to do the work. <laughs> do the work. Um, well, something told me not to discount Miss Geist. <laughs> I mean, it's a great quote, and I feel like is that like more of a because I feel like you and Johnny quote Clueless a lot. Is that something that he does? He quotes more. Like, how was that discovered? That's his. I don't think I've I've ever said something told me not to discount Miss Geist. Okay, because I, I love that line. I love it. Yeah, and it just became a thing. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like it's weird that we've never done Clueless on All Right, Mary, but it, it is such a part of the conversation. But I think oh, that yes. is the only Clueless reference we ever make. Why does know. it? Why does it? I mean, this is kind of like my, um, you know, the guy who plays Elton. What was his name again? Jeremy uh, Sisto. Yeah, it's like Clueless. I feel like you've made countless clueless references on All Right, Mary. Of course, recording a podcast is different than like listening to a podcast. You know what I mean? Because like you, it just goes. You don't remember anything that you say on a podcast. No, but like as I a listener, no memory. I just feel like there has been, you know. Uh, but that's that's my sort of Jeremy Sisto twist there. I, it just feels yeah. like it's everywhere. Just feels like it's everywhere, and it just feels like it's inevitable. Um, yeah. But indeed, uh, this was another role that I did not realize was so small. Twink Kaplan, who uh, I, I know is an associate producer on this movie. I saw that in the closing credits, but I do not know this lady, you know, from any other twinks. But uh, <laughs> she was in Look Who's Talking. Good for her. Yeah, she, I mean, what a interesting goofball, you know what I mean? And I know they, like, dress her to be so, you know, with the stockings going down, but, like, She's really cute. I do love the way she, what did she say? Like, I think I had it in my notes here. She's like, girls, uh, did you sign up for the environmental fair? And then she like says it again. It's like the only line she says twice in a row during the first scene where Sharon Dion try to like give her like a, like a run by or like a drive by oh. makeover. You know what I mean? That scene always sticks with me too. The way that she's like coming out of like the teacher's lounge and they're yes. like, oh, like taking off her glasses, taking off her. Oh, you you have such a cute little waist. Oh, why don't you show off your eyes? And then like they like quickly transform her and she's just like, oh, 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 oh girls. And this time watching, I was like, oh, get off of me. You know, you know, she's like, get off of me. Yeah, that but, would have been a lot. Ugh. Yeah, I would not like that. But she did look really cute once they. Uh, once they cleaned her up, as per usual. It was like the, the she's all that of it all. Just take her glasses off. Yes. I do love the way she writes have fun on the board and like the look that she gives when she like turns away when she's st- <laughs> Yes. It's, it's so like good. A, it's cute. It's it's in a montage in the movie. And I always I always think about that, the way that like it takes an extra like second to let her write out all of have fun. And then yeah. like, I felt like there was just a beat the way that she like punctuates the exclamation point, you know? Yes. She's really cute. She's great. She's very cute. Um, but I, you know, I feel like are we you know, there? We've, talk- we've talked about Lucy. You know, Miss Stoger, Julie Brown is fantastic. I think she's also she is good. An important small role in this. I think she's so great. I love that she's a lesbian. Um, yeah, I love Julie Brown. You Julie know, Brown. there's there's Julie Brown and there's downtown Julie Brown, and I've always I always see myself as a Julie Brown. Yeah, I feel weren't they both like contestants on Snatch Game one season? Oh, maybe they were. Yes, I think it's like I, the golden age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Early. Oh my god. Well, you know why I know this? This why? is speaking of things that just stick in your brain and refuse to leave. Is that that was season five? 
because I remember her saying about Detox's runway, I thought it was a nice little jellyfish. <laughs> Do you remember that? Does that resonate? No. Oh my God. That I is wish all I could, you, I but I, I, could I mean, give, give this to somebody else so I don't have to remember it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I love those little micro sort of thing. I mean, like he was, re- she was really channeling her. That's my, exactly. that's my equivalent. Like that I just love. And it's a, you can plug it in anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, yeah. I, I wish, I thought it was a nice jellyfish could plug in somewhere, but I do feel like, you know, yeah. She was really channeling her. I mean, that's that's a classic. Oh, that's uh, so great. But that being said, we indeed, it's probably a no surprise, and we've, we've avoided discussing her only because I know for myself, she is... God, God help you, Westons, because Brittany Murphy is such a BSA in this movie. I absolutely agree. Like, if and I, I just knew it had been a while since I've seen the movie, and I just she's always the one I'm most excited to see in any movie, in any movie. I just she's a comedic genius. The way that her accent sort of like slips out here and there, like her, just like her commitment to the bit. I and like not to mention that she's like super charming and you're instantly rooting for her always and always rooting for her. I think I love her so much. I love her. I and and she has watching it again. Like I really there were jokes of hers that I like finally appreciated more. Like I I never really knew what to make of her saying to Dion and Cher. Oh my God, I've never had straight friends before. And I just love the idea that like she always just had, she hung out with a different kind of crowd and it was like a lot of lesbians and guys probably. And I just think that's so cute. Um, And I mean, I hope not sporadically is a classic line, but like there is nothing cuter on this planet than Ty watching a Mentos commercial and yes. bopping her little feet. I oh. mean, it's it's adorable. She is the sweetest little character. And of course she has, you know, she she takes a turn for a little bit and then very quickly finds her way again. Yes, Marco. Um, but I mean, it's funny because she comes into the movie maybe like, I don't know, let's say 20 minutes in. Like she's not in. Yeah. The movie's kind of these, you know, sort of chapters and in a way. And she's probably a chapter two character chapter three character mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. at, at that point everything else has been established with um miss geist and with well sean's character and you know everything else you know the the, the josh situation elton all of that d on murray and then it's like okay we have the world and then there she is you know in in her faded plaid or poorly dyed hair clutching her books just looking like you know who did it and ran and in, in bayonne and and then, you know, Cher's like, oh, God, we have to help her. And, like, just there's also something kind of lovely about, you know, Cher can be kind of vapid and kind of like whatever. Like, it's part of the character. But I think Cher's heart of gold, especially with Ty, is I feel like it's represented as like, oh, you're just like – I don't know. You're just using her as your Barbie doll. But, like, I think there's some real genuine compassion. I think Cher is a genuinely good person. And, uh, yes. Well, I'm singing the praises of Ty right now. I just have to say, like, I, I say that Cher was a good friend to her. I think so, too. And, like, and I mean, she, I guess she was, like, trying to protect her from Travis. But, like, that's what Cher should have apologized for when they were doing, like, right. you know, I'm sorry, I thought you were mad at me sort of situation. Um, yeah, because, but I guess she was just, that was, like, the old Cher, I guess, like, at the beginning. And then she, I mean, she has a journey. Uh, I I think when I think of, like, 
uh, like Ty. I mean, that was way harsh. Ty is probably oh. top five quotes from this movie for me. I just like the way that she says that, and like just that. Oh, talk about like a knife to the heart. You're a virgin who can't drive. Like the way that she like drive. her like yeah. chin sort of drops when she says it. Ugh, it's so terrible. You know, this is. Well, this is related because it's about Brittany Murphy. But yeah, go for it. Is there a world I've never seen this movie? But I feel like I know she's in it, and I think we could justify it. Have you seen? And would you be on board with maybe one day doing an episode on riding in cars with boys? <sighs> That's a yes, big sigh. I know. I've never seen it. I've never oh, you seen haven't. It. Okay, because no, Amanda, I don't if know you're what I'm listening. I think that overall it was fun because that's Drew Barrymore and her. Uh, it right? is. Okay. It is. It's, yes. I will say this. She is the reason to watch that movie. Like, hands down. I, I Overall, I thought that movie, it's just like, maybe I was in a mood that day. And I know Amanda assigned it to me. And I, ugh, that's hard. That's hard. I would say a hard maybe. I like wow. don't want to watch that movie again. I don't know why. Okay. It just felt like. But I would fast forward for her stuff and it's not that Drew Barrymore is like oh gosh I'm like having trouble explaining it I I, I saw like you know that podcast this had Oscar buzz I feel like yes. they did an episode on that pod like on that movie or if they haven't they should because it it felt like something else like it felt like this push but I was like you're not it's not there yet but Brittany Murphy is great in it so it was so, a movie that was really trying to be an Oscar movie and just kind of ran off the side of the road is that yeah 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 i all right i mean it's one of my least favorite drew barrymore roles and i love her i love her a lot so i don't know and maybe it's worth a revisit but um it is two hours and 12 minutes so i understand that's a long time for it's a long time to not like something yeah but i just you know the other than the fact that i was just like what else has britney murphy in it the the support i mean i hear i hear about drew but like steve zahn Brittany. He's great. Lorraine, yes. Lorraine Bracco, Sarah Gilbert. You love Sarah Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie Perez. We love Rosie. Yeah, I do love Rosie. I don't even remember. I'm her not in trying the to movie. sell it. I, no, I've never seen it, but I know Penny Marshall directed it. So, we you love know, Penny. it's got. We love Penny. Anyway, I'm not forcing it. I was more just asking if this was something in your radar, but if you are like, ugh, right? I mean, like, I get it. Some movies. You know, this is probably shocking, but every once in a while, there'll be a movie that I just don't like. <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> I I would say watch it on your own whenever you want. And then, and it sucks because I kind of like, you know, I, I you already have it in your mind that it might not be great. But I, I you'll be able to tell. Obviously, you can form your own opinions. You might love it. Who knows? But I feel like you won't. <laughs> Knowing, I don't know, but maybe, ugh. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. I'm going to take you off the stand. I'm going to take you off the stand yeah. here. You don't have to defend it or yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brittany Murphy is, you know, other than, other than her fabulous turn and the otherwise very conflicting riding in cars with boys. Um, I, I love in this and it always just brings me back to the feeling. I always have a Brittany Murphy of like, Oh, Brittany. I know what, who you could have been today. She has a great singing voice. I'm like, she could be like, like movie musical. She could be like, 
I don't know who the equivalent would be today. But I mean, when I think of Brittany Murphy in this movie, I think of her slinging her hair back when they're dying it in the tub. Like that's a uh-huh. very ingrained in my soul moment how she like laughs but <laughs> the other two don't and I do love when she sits down and she's like it's my hips isn't it and then she starts crying I love it I also always think about when they're doing the makeover montage this is one of those things that stuck with me forever is <clears throat> Cher like is cutting off like the the midriff of her shirt and yes. then once she cuts it off then like Ty like wraps her arms around her, her like you know stomach area and she's like no no and i always maybe because that's like the part of my body that i'm most insecure about mm-hmm. i've always connected with like that feel like i could feel the skin on skin of like oh my god my stomach's exposed right now you know and yes. i just like always think of, that's something that will always just like the hot globe lights will always stick with me yeah it's these core memories i the other part that makes me will make me laugh every time is when she starts slamming her head on the table when they go out for lunch or whatever and like <laughs> like rolling with the homies comes on. And oh, I love right. I, I love how hard she commits like she's really slamming her head on that table and, and Dion. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Stacy Dash is very close to laughing when she like cause she like puts her hand on her shoulder or her back and then she looks at Cher like, What do I do? almost but like almost laughing. It's right. Perfect. Oh, that scene! <sighs> that scene always makes me want to have breadsticks. Yeah. Same, or her. Oh my right? gosh, her falling down the stairs too at the club. Oh. Like classic '90s pratfall moment where they're like, "Do you think anyone yeah. saw?" And that guy's like, "Hey, are you okay? That was really bad." She's like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. That whole party scene is. I mean, it's that. I feel like you know. Clueless was one of those movies that I would, uh, yeah, I certainly would see parts of on TV. And like, it it was similar to like A League of Their Own, where it took me a long time to finally see the whole movie. But the party scene always seemed to be a scene that I caught, you know? Yeah, and that's so, true. <clears throat> that's true. Right? And so like, Josh's little dancing always stuck with me when he's dancing with, with Ty. And like, it's terrible, of course. He's a terrible dancer. But he, he just, mm-hmm. I feel like he's... He's got his sleeves down by his, like, like pulled down on his hands while he's dancing. But, like, really, I mean, not going to get a, 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 any any recognition at the at the Westons next year or this year or whenever they're going to happen. Um, man, man, that do you remember this era of, like, the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones? Yeah, it's like, I feel Mighty Mighty Boss Stones are, like, at the forefront for me. I remember the others, and I... Where like where was it? I mean, granted, this is ninety five, right? The movie came out. It is, yes. and I guess technically it is ninety five. Nine, I guess, yeah, right. Like I don't, I wouldn't know any of it on my own. And like, I guess Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh, I can't believe I have to like say that name out loud. They're more of a ska band. <laughs> yeah, the but ska. I just, yes, yes. I, I'm just associating any like straight guys in suits rocking out in with front saxophones of me, you know? and with yeah, oversized suits. horns. So whether it's this or Zoot Suit Riot, it's all <gasps> the same yes. to me, honey. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah, that's the just song. That, that that high knee dancing. Oh my God, the it black just, and white shoes. Yeah, black and white shoes. It was just a. Oh my God, it was an era. It was it an was? era, and you know, we'll look back on things from now and go, Oh my God, why did we? I mean, I look I look at things right now and I go, Why do we allow this? You know, TikTok yeah. challenges. Why do we allow this? <laughs> Yes, yes. Have you seen and this is this is an after show conversation. I'll save it, but there's a there's a new there's a there's a, a dance challenge that's been making the waves on TikTok lately and it's 
maybe the worst one. And it's like, it's sort of a, hi, my name is, and it's like this, like, don't I know I'll, exactly we- what you're talking about. <gasps> oh, it makes me so mad. Uh, my my boss tones are Enya so compared stupid. to this. Stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Is it you know from something? I you... don't want to know. The worst part is I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's like these Gen Z people. <laughs> yeah. So weird. I've seen adults do it. I do oh, not Lord. like it. Anyway, that is, we'll save that for the after I don't show. Like it. So I don't like it. I know that much. Um, but did you have any other thoughts on Clueless before we, uh, you know, peel out in our Jeep and go to the mall? No, I, I mean, Brittany Murphy is um, a legend. Rest in peace. We love you so much. And the true BSA of this movie. Absolutely. And we can't wait to talk about riding in cars with boys no. next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're being played off. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm like cueing the orchestra. I pick up the baton myself. Well, where can folks find more of you? <laughs> they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, I almost said Good Vanilla, at Nick Kachanoff. And you could, oh, me, me, you could find on my other two, who, me, Uh, my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or uh, All Right, Mary, where we are currently covering season 14 is coming to an end, but we are covering Drag Race España season two on Patreon, and sure enough, All Star 7, the all winners season coming next month, we will be covering, so. uh, Excited. That should be interesting. But anyway, you can also find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us on Instagram at BSA pod. Or you can send us an email at the BSA pod at gmail.com. Well, keep your papers peeled because on the after show, which you can access exclusively on Patreon at patreon.com slash BSA pod. We will be continuing our discussion on this TikTok dance challenge, but more importantly, yes. we'll be checking in on our BSAs of the week, our best supporting assignments, other things we've been watching, maybe a little Ronnie Reed, Ronnie Roundup, and all of that, let me remind you, is at patreon.com slash Pod. Can't wait. All right, well, <laughs> and Sorry. that, as they say, <laughs> is that. <laughs>